AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It's Friday, July 24th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. Six months after the coronavirus appeared in America, the nation's ineffective responses failed to contain it. There is no unified national response, and everything about it has become politicized. Testing continues to remain a problem with long wait lines to be tested and to get results, which also makes contact tracing useless. While other countries were able to drive infection rates down, it seems that opening the country back up too soon and without proper guidelines may have been the biggest mistake. Joel Achenbach, reporter for the Washington Post, joins us for America's response to the coronavirus. Thanks for joining us, Joel. Thanks for having me. wanted to bring you on and talk a little bit about perspective, a little bit about America's response to the coronavirus. It has not gone so well. Six months after the coronavirus appeared in America, it's been a failure in many, many points when it comes to testing, a unified national response. We've talked about how contract tracing early on was going to be the big thing to really stamp everything out and identify people, have everybody isolate. With all the cases surging and so many going around, it's almost impossible to do proper contact tracing right now. And the messaging from the leadership, the leadership is such an important thing we're hearing things all over the place. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. And then beyond that, President Trump just all over the place, really, on this whole thing. Joel, tell us about the response by the country. You cover a lot of bases there that I think that need to be 
focused on including the messaging. The virus is very contagious. The experts have said all along, going back to early April, when we had the first big wave of cases, they said, we can do these interventions like social distancing, shutting down businesses and schools and trying to isolate the sick. You can do all that. That's really the only tool you have. And you will see success if you do that, which is what happened. But they all said, don't ease up too quickly. Don't open up the economy too quickly. Don't go back to business too quickly because it'll come roaring back. And what you want to do is get the number of infections down to a low level before you reopen. Because if you have a lot of virus still in circulation, then when you reopen, you're going to have more contacts between people and and you're going to see a resurgence. And unfortunately, that's what we've seen in many parts of the country is some of the states just opened up too quickly. And a lot of it's human psychology. We were sick of the shutdowns. We wanted to go out and do things. Everyone tired of being in quarantine. So individual behavior became less cautious. And then you saw the result. You know, you saw a lot of young people in particular who were like, hey, I'm going to go to the bar. And those bars became centers of, of viral transmission. And so the caseloads went up. And when the caseloads go up, eventually you're going to see hospitalizations. We have seen that. And then some of those hospitalizations become really serious cases with people in the ICU or on a ventilator, and then, and then the deaths go up. So it's been dismaying because we knew this would happen if we were not more careful, and now it's happened. And the psychology of that, I think, is very important. While people were pent up and frustrated with being on lockdown, we were still doing it. We were still participating at that point. And once everything opened back up, it's like nobody wanted to go back into the box. But there's a bunch of states that paused their reopening plans. They're talking about how Los Angeles might be the first big city to go back into a lockdown if things keep getting worse. So definitely just reopening too quickly and without enough strict guidelines on that reopening kind of set us back a lot. How about the response from other countries? Because there's a lot of countries to look toward that have gotten things under control. They're not having like a second wave, things like that. But we're still having difficulty with that. Many other countries have done better at preventing that resurgence. Everywhere in the world is basically facing the same viral threat. But our country is is a little different from a lot of countries. And we're a big, sprawling country in which we've seen that it's taken a while for the virus to really take off in some places like the Deep South after it initially flared in New York. But many of the other countries, if you look at you know Germany, they prevented widespread transmission. They have not had that many deaths per capita. France, even hard hit Italy and Spain, they were really devastated by it, but they've managed to suppress the resurgence. I mean, Europe has in general. Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, Hong Kong, a lot of many places in the in East Asia have done a very good job of controlling it. And so one of the questions that people ask is, why are we in the U.S. struggling so much? There's no simple answer. We talked a lot about the political polarization and dysfunction and the failure to have a unified message, the moments of kind of science denial, of minimizing it. That didn't help. But we're also a country that has some underlying health issues, chronic diseases and comorbidities, just 
as an example, the obesity is a very high rate in the U.S. compared to a place like Japan. So I think that we also have underinvested in public health services in this country. And so just at the county level, you have these county health departments that are struggling with some of the, the basics day to day of testing and contact tracing and monitoring the problems in their own communities. And certainly if you have a testing system in which it takes a week to get a result. And my, my eldest daughter, it took her eight days to get a result. And it's that kind of prevents any meaningful contact tracing. Because by the time you, you know, if you actually have the virus, you could have spread it to other people. Of course, if you're careful, you'll just stay at home. But it would be nice to have results on the spot, you know, or, or within a day or two. And so that's been a disappointment, the whole testing regime in the country. Noted in your article, there's a project called the Global Health Security Index. This is spearheaded by the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security and the Nuclear Threat Initiative. And they rank countries on their pandemic preparedness. And the U.S. ranked number one. They had a score of 83.5 out of 100. I know, like, one of the big things is we have so many people in the country. The population is huge. So the numbers are always going to be inflated compared to a lot of countries. But we got caught so flat-footed by this thing. And it just... Uh, I, <laughs> You spoke to somebody from that project. They said, how did the U.S. get so caught flat-footed by not really trying? And it seemed like we kept trying to say it's not going to happen here early on. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be a big deal. And then it just became so huge to us. It was an issue that the federal government decided to pass along a lot of the responsibilities to the states and the, and the local governments. And it's true that health care is a local matter in general. But with a virus like this that can cross state lines, you have to have a really strong national unified federal response with consistent standards. You have to use the bully pulpit to tell people, wear a mask, take this seriously. You can't send mixed messages. And, and, and it was, it's been tragic that it has gotten drawn into the culture wars and sort of political identification. You know, if you wear a mask, it signifies maybe that you're a liberal. It is, it's silly because it's not a political partisan issue. Right. Obviously, no one wants to be in a shutdown. And there are economic costs to being in shutdowns, huge economic costs. And with that comes health costs if people aren't going to the doctor. I mean, it's a complicated problem to address, but other countries seem to have handled the crisis more deftly than the U.S. has. And so what we wrote in our article is that this pandemic has exposed some of our issues in this country, like the fact that we are so polarized and everything is so divisive here and we don't act in unison the way we could. That, that kind of thing it has, has been exposed by this crisis and clearly we need to do better. I think in theory we could do better than we've done. And, you know, going back to the leadership angle, it wasn't until this week that the president tweeted out saying, hey, it's some people say it's uh, patriotic to wear a mask. And, uh, you know, I'm there's nobody more patriotic than me, I, uh, your favorite president, a picture of him wearing a mask. You know, it wasn't really until this week that the president kind of, quote unquote, endorsed wearing face masks. And then even early on, when we look to the CDC and our health experts at first, they were kind of wobbly on that. And then, you know, now they are endorsing wearing masks completely. So, I mean, even that, that plays in the minds of people as well, too. Who to believe? Everybody's kind of against each other. And that is just such a difficult thing to score away when 
we really do need this unified response to try to stamp this thing down. This is also an interesting crisis in the sense that an individual can do something. If you think about many of the world's problems as an individual, it's hard to know, you know, what can I do? Well, in, in this situation, what you can do is wear a mask and do whatever you can to not spread the virus, not take actions that feed the continued transmission. And because it can be spread asymptomatically, you don't know if you have it or not. You know, you could be walking around with the coronavirus and not realize it. And typically, it's, it's odd. Typically, you spread it about a day or two before you develop any symptoms. And when you develop symptoms, you tend to not be shedding very much virus anymore because your body's immune system is, is getting on top of it. And of course, the symptoms you suffer, but over with each successive day, you shed less virus. So it's a very tricky passage, that's for sure. There's a long way to go still in fighting this. And, and, you know, obviously, I just hope for everyone that we can get our act together with it and and hopefully uh, at least limit the spread as we keep going. Joel Achenbach, reporter at The Washington Post, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.